We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk music on the Donna and Steve show, shall we? Shall we? Okay. Give me a beat. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This This is the beat. beat. Okie dokie. This is something I would watch. Kiss is getting a biopic from Netflix. Hmm. I'm in. I'm in, too. I, I, I'd like to know how this all got started. Who was the first one that said we need to do the costumes? Right. Right. Great. Um, first of all, it's called Shout It Out Loud. Love it. And they are in the final stages of acquiring the film. Um, we're talking Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley as producers. And so it has obviously their cooperation and telling the story and yeah, their, um, concert arena anthems are going to be a big part of the film, but what they're really going to focus on is going back to when they were just two kids from Queens who formed this unlikely friendship. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then enlisted Ace Freely, the guitarist, and drummer Peter Chris. And they say, Steve, that they tried to set themselves apart from the hair bands of the day by accenting their their power chords and pyrotechnics with mm. makeup. <laughs> Let's play a game now. Okay. Besides Shout It Out Loud or whatever, I guess you guys, it seems like that's a song. Um, can Steve name a single Kiss song? Oh, come on. There's a big one. Okay, hang on. Oh, Kiss. Come on. Come on, Steve. Kiss. You gotta fight. There's a movie named after one of them. Very good movie that I enjoyed. About a city. Give me a hint. City. Detroit City. Close. Uh, Chicago. (laughs) No, you were in the right city. (laughs) Detroit Rock. Detroit City. That's what I said. Detroit City. No. Detroit Cynic. Cynic. No. Ah, forget it. Yeah. What's it called? Detroit Rock City. Detroit Rock City. How's that go? And how about I want to rock and roll all night? 
and party every day. That's them? Great. Yes. Also, they did Beth, which was a great Beth, song. Where are you, Beth? Where'd you go, Beth? Beth? I hear you calling. Me and the boy. I would know Kiss if I heard them. I just, I, I just can't on my own say what any of their songs That's okay. Are. Even though I've, of course, sat down with Gene Simmons. Oh, wait for it. When I do like Gene Simmons. Oh, he was great. Good for you. Is he great? You've interviewed him, Donna? No, I never have. I watched his show, though. Yes. His um, reality show, which I can't seem to recall the name of. The Simmons Family Jewels. Yes. And I interviewed uh, Gene and his son together. They were really great. Is he as weird like in an interview as he is on that show? Yes. Yeah. But also very present. You know cool. what I mean? He's cool. there. He's fully committed and just... He seems like he has great fun. Funny. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I didn't actually know. I thought... I'm an idiot. I thought... I was like, okay, wow, rock star wearing his sunglasses. He has an eye sensitivity. Yeah. So that's yeah, why he sunglasses. wears them all the time. Sure. I didn't know that. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. He seems like a good dad, too. On that show. Did you ever watch it, guys? I did. I thought it was great. I thought it was great, too. Okay, so that's going to be coming. Don't know when. Also, um, DMX's uh, funeral at the Barclay Center while we're in New York. Let's go to Brooklyn. Um, Is going to live stream. Hmm. I'm trying to see where. Um, It's this Saturday at 3 p.m. our time. Okay. wonder how many people are going to be. That's a great question. Well, I think that they said it's just friends and family that will be at the center. I thought I read that. I may be wrong, but I thought it was just friends and family. Well, yeah, it has a 19,000-person capacity, but... um, Limited to still friends and family, I believe. uh, Yeah, they they initially said that it was going to be a publicly attended event, but the decision has been made. For friends and family only. Yeah. yeah. So it'll so. it just a, it'll probably be a pretty large service, but in a really big arena, you know? Yeah. Just yeah, like yeah, he yeah. was, like a big guy, you know? Right. And now Keith Urban's new video for Out the Cage has been released. Do you want to hear the song? Out the Cage, yeah. We Bra- just heard Keith Breland, recently. Uh, featuring uh, Breland and Niall Rogers. Huh. Niall? When did we hear? Niall? When did we hear Keith? A couple weeks ago, we heard him, and I think he was with somebody in the song. Oh, I know what it was. Um, was it Miranda? L- mm. Miranda Lambert did that with Chris Stapleton at this mm-hmm. ACM. So that she wasn't did that. that. No. All right, here's Keith Urban out the cage. I like it. I liked it a lot. All right. It's called Out the Cage, Keith Urban. Out the Cage. Keith Urban once picked up a guitar randomly during American Idol. I wish I could find this clip. A kid was playing the guitar, and then the guy was like, would you play it? And as I remember it, and then Keith just took the guitar and did a quick Bozy 20 Bozy seconds, Bozy and it was so stinking good. Yeah, he's oh, really, my really good. He's very fun to watch play, you know? And he seems lovely, too. He is. Just he, yeah. You know, you talk about presence, you know, and being present. Mm-hmm. He is... He always 
says your name. Oh, that's great. You know, to you know, and it makes it just gives it more of a personal feel when yes. somebody's like, uh, "Thank you, Steve." Yes. Good to talk to you, Steve. As long as it's it's good one. That's great when it's a celebrity. Yes. If it's someone you know, who uses your name in a sentence, and they're times. doing the I read Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. I'm like, okay, we're done here. You're going to try selling me real estate at some point. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it feels a little... You know, Steve, that's interesting that you say that. I'm like, yeah, we're looking at each other. If there's eye contact, don't say my name. Right, right. We're here. We're at the table. I know who you are. I know who you're talking to. You know when it's really weird is when your significant other calls you by your first name. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well... Because it's always like, hey, hon, hey, babe... <laughs> Lou always does Steve she'll she'll do you know like babe or you know big poppy or there comes that thunder <laughs> big daddy but she'll yeah but um the weird thing is if she calls me Steve oh yeah I've never heard her call me Steve ever really at like never only if we're joking always Steven and I never call her Lauren do you guys her name. do you guys call your parents by their first name or mom and dad um you mean like the in-laws? Or I guess, yeah, not the in-laws, just your own parents. Your own parents. Your own parents. Mom and dad. What are you, psychotic? Thank you. Thank you. Lily calls her mom and dad, Teresa and Corey. Doesn't call them by her mom and not, did not mom. They, did it start as kind of a joke and then it just kind of stuck? It's, it's been like that her whole life. I'm like, her she, whole life? When she refers to her mother, she says, Teresa. She never says, my mom. And I always think it's the weirdest thing. Did I'm they like, have an estranged relationship at any point? No, she's adopted, but adopted as a baby, so it's her. You know, it, that's mom and dad. Yeah, that's my, it's her mom and dad, but she calls them <gasps> Therese and Corey. Yeah, mm. and I'm always like, that's just they want to be called mom and dad. That's yeah. the whole point. <clears throat> but sorry, derailed. Oh man. Yeah. Lily. Right. <laughs> that Lily. By the way, we were on. Tw- uh, uh, we got to go. Okay. Though. We were on Twin Cities Live last week, and there was a uh, we were doing this dog contest. And then it said, and Lily from Plymouth or wherever, Lily from Blanktown sent in these giant wolfhound massive dogs. And I was like, is this Grant's Lily? But I don't think it was. Funny. But it was massive dogs. I saw uh, an Irish wolfhound at the dog park yesterday and took a picture of it for Grant. I'll send it to you in a minute. We got to go. Yes. Uh, All right. When we come back, you know, I found this. Yes, I am. uh, Very, very interesting. Stars who have more than, I think I'm reading it right, 100 tattoos. More than 100. We'll go down a little bit of a list, and then uh, Steve's going to tell you uh, that Lisa Kudrow was cast and then fired from this very popular (laughs) sitcom. How's that? That's good. That was All good. Right. Thanks, Steve. I like it. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, we got to say a quick thanks to Chill Boys for sponsoring this podcast. And for keeping my groin comfortable. I love Chill Boys. I love their boxer briefs. They are the most comfortable pair of boxer briefs that I've ever slid on uh. to my body. No, I slide them on. Uh. You know why I slide them on? Because as they come up over my extremely well-developed thighs... I feel the cooling sensation. You feel it immediately. <laughs> Donna, you do. You have felt it too. Yeah, they're kind of they're made for guys, but you've tried them on. You know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, women like them too. I like to wear them around the house. They are absolutely the most comfortable pair of underwear that I have ever worn. That's because they source the best high-performance and eco-friendly fabrics that the guys behind Chill Boys could find. Yeah, you know what that fabric is? It's bamboo. 
You're putting bamboo on your legs. You think it's going to be noisy and clank around like panda food, but it's not. It's very comfortable. I'm telling you, it's the most comfortable undies you'll ever wear. Bamboo material has natural antibacterial properties, so it'll keep you free from odor. It'll keep you cool down there. That's all I'm going to say about that. Get 15% off your first purchase at chillboys.com. Use the promo code MYTALK. Chill Boys, comfort where it counts. Donna and Steve on MYTALK 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna, you have a tattoo, right? It's the it's the theater masks. Yes. Where on your body? It's on my lower left side of my back. Do you see it only if you're in a bathing suit? Mm, nope. You only see it if you see me naked. <laughs> <laughs> Way to announce that. Hey, I'm naked. Wait a minute. Uh, so it's on your butt, you mean? No, it's on my back. Like, if I were to bend over to pick something up, you could probably see it. Probably creep up. Is it above? <sighs> is it? Is it? It's well, you're saying you can't above. say it's on your back and then say you only see it if you're naked. Is it above your crack? Yes, it's way okay. above my crack. But what? would it? Grant, to you're confused, right? I am 100%. So then it would therefore show if you're wearing it, unless you're if not wearing, wearing a bathing bottoms. suit. Yeah. If you're wearing a bikini. Would show. it show if you weren't reaching over to pick up a pretzel rod, let's say? Mm, no. Wait, what? Maybe. What kind of swimsuits yeah, are you wearing? I don't know. <laughs> I'll, hold on, I'll look. Don't look. I'm not going to look. What do you mean you're going to look? How are you even going to get back there? Is it on the yeah, side? There's a mirror in there, I think. Yeah, I'll give you a little peek. No, it's you right don't there, have to. See? Oh, yeah, I saw it. Uh, yeah, I saw it. Uh, <laughs> Steve's leaving the picture. <laughs> Well, now I'm reaching around. Steve, remember I showed it during Project Down and Dirty? Uh, I don't remember that. You don't? Nope. Remember no. people were like referring a tattoo removal places to me? <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, um, here's the deal. I came across this list of celebrities who have more than 100 tattoos. Wow. Okay, so Ed Sheeran. No, he doesn't. Has 100 plus tattoos. Wow. Who would ever know? Kat Von D, well, she's a tattoo artist. She has 102. Travis Barker, of course, he's, you know, a rocker. He's got 103. But listen to these other people who have, like, a t- Justin Bieber has 60. Okay, yeah. 60. Post Malone has 50. They're all on his face. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Johnny Depp has 37. Halsey has 44. Lady Gaga has 20. Demi Lovato has 23. Angelina Jolie has 16 tattoos. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Break has 35. Um, Harry Styles has 52 tattoos. David Beckham has 63. Did I say Miley Cyrus? 74. Wow. Isn't that a lot? Like, right, I'm going to send you. A ding, ding, just look ding, up. Ding, no, ding. just look it up. Ed Sheeran tattoos. You will be stunned. Ed Sheeran. Really? Yes. Ed Sheeran tattoos. Okay. Uh, his entire. Remember upper... the lion? He did that thing on his chest. Was that real or would be? That's pumped? real. That's... His entire upper body is covered. Oh, I'm only seeing a lion. His arm. Th- these aren't even good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see it now. You're seeing it yes, now? Yes, queen. Wow. Yes, Ed Sheeran has a lot of... Wow. They don't look good. They... He, he looks like a coloring book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, well, mm. that's my contribution to this segment. I thought that it was solid... Thank you. I didn't know I was reading the book Top of the Rock. I just find out a new interesting thing that I didn't know about these classic NBC shows. Like last night, Lisa Kudrow. So she was first hired for Mad About You. And she was a waitress in Mad About You. Yep, I remember that. And then they ended up doing like a crossover where that character, I believe, became the sister to Phoebe in Friends. Anyway, uh, she was also, after she was in Mad About You as a guest role... She was actually hired to play Roz in Frasier. Was hired and oh. was in a, the first few episodes. Roz, wait, who's Roz? The producer. Oh, I love Roz. Yeah, there's She's no way. Great. Loose, it, yeah, could you imagine Lisa Kudrow playing that? Phoebe played it really snarky, and it just didn't work. And they fired her, and she was like crushed, obviously, because Aww. she was like, "Oh my gosh, I just got this incredible role without even trying for it." And then I get fired. Well, they so could I found have like, that offered out. some direction. Right? Uh, like, hey, Lisa, a little less snarky. Little they more. just, they just, you know, sometimes you know it if you have a person on a show and you're like, this, don't, this won't work. Well, the thing with Lisa Kudrow is you always picture her as one character, you know, kind of sure. like the ditzy goofball. Well, and I think that especially after, of course, she ended up getting cast. Everything turned out well for her as she got cast as Phoebe. But I think before this, it sounds like she wasn't nearly as lovable in how she was playing this role, that she was just much more snarky and not likable. And so they got rid of her. And then I find out that she was dating at the time. I had no idea. Am I an idiot? She was dating Conan O'Brien at the time. I had no idea. Yeah, no. Wow, that's interesting because they're too smart. People, isn't she like a Harvard grad too? She might be. I think she is. She's extremely smart. She's married David, to a French guy now. David Hyde Pierce, by the way, from Fraser Niles, um, said in this book, you know, that he would never want to do a reunion because you wouldn't look as good as you did back in the day and all oh, of that kind of sure. stuff. And now, what are we getting? Full blown, not just a reunion, a reboot of Fraser. Wow. So, yes. 
No, never trust anybody. Okay. She went to Vassar, by the way. Okay. Let's play a game. College Pop Culture Knowledge, 651-641-1071. Uh, call that number now, and you can play the game bet on me or Donna. If you bet right, you win a prize. That is next on My Talk. Thanks for listening to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We're closing the game. Time to go to college. College, college, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, I am Grant. I want to see how smart you are. All right. Well, we have Steve back just like yesterday. Steve, you won yesterday, correct? I believe, right? And most of the time, I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> it was the uh, Chris Pratt answer, I think, that mm, got you through yes, yesterday for the victory. Right. Minnesota native. Yes. So currently, you are up 42-33. And we have today, our topic is films that won Best Picture. Films yes! that won Best Picture. We've got the Woo! Oscars coming up, so I figured I'd go down that route a little bit. And we have oh. Taylor from Faribault with us. How you doing, Taylor? Doing well. What up, T? Hey, T. What up? <laughs> so now that you know the uh, topic is films that won Best Picture, do you want to play with Donna or Steve? You can pick to play with either you'd like, with, with whoever you'd like. Oh, I'm going to have to go with Steve. That's my man, T-Bone. Right, bye. bye, Donna. All right, we're going to crush her. All right, she's gonna, oh, yeah. She's going to panic. This is great. <laughs> now, we're, it's, but it's going to be a team effort here, so really make sure you're listening because I think I'm going to need you. Uh, I'm going to need you, Steve. Oh, crap. All right, Tyler. So we'll come back to you after we get through Steve, okay, here? You got it. All right, hold on for me. All right, Steve, let's do this. Kevin Costner directed, produced, and starred in this film that won Best Picture in 1990. Last of the Mohicans. In the 1960s, four musicals won an Oscar for Best Picture. The Sound of Music, Oliver, and West Side Story. Which one am I missing? Moulin Rouge. Few sequels are nominated for Best Picture, and the only and there's only two that have won. The Godfather Part Two won in 1974. What franchise has the only other sequel? Star Wars is the first one. Dances with Wolves. I'm gonna say it is Dances with Wolves. Crap. All right, and then your second answer to confirm was what again? For the musical, what was the musical you said? Oh, I said uh, Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Okay. Let's get Taylor back on the phone with us. I don't here. feel good about any of these, Taylor. All right. We got Kevin Costner directed, produced, and starred Ooh. in a film that won Best Picture in 1990. He said Dances with Wolves. What do you think? It, all of the guesses are as good as mine. Oh, crap. T-Bone. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, just bring Donna we'll back. We'll get Donna here. back here. We'll have some fun. We'll see how this goes. Oh, uh, dang it. All right, T. We'll get back to you shortly, okay? He's good. All, All right, right bring her in. Come on back, Donna. Come on, Donna. All right. Donna's coming back. Oh, I bet she was balancing her checkbook. <laughs> or writing hey. down too many possible answers. Donna, hello. Hey, hello. hi. How'd it go? Not good, I don't think. No? Actually. No, I think it was oh, difficult no, for I me. I think you're going to win this. Yes. Wait, I need a pen. Get Hold your pen. On. I'm getting a pen. Somebody get her a pen. Twice while you were uh, gone, Steve. One time she got her uh, glasses caught in her sweater in the middle of a segment, which was entertaining. No, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the strings. And then another time you got your sweater caught in your chair too, correct? Yes, and created that's true. a little in the wheel. In yeah. a wheel. Yeah, it was, I have issues. It was okay. delightful. All right, let's go, Donna. Here we go, Kevin. Okay. 
Kevin Costner directed and produced and starred in what film that won Best Picture in 1990? Um, uh, Dances with Wolves. In the 1960s, four musicals won an Oscar for Best Picture. The Sound of Music, Oliver, and West Side Story. Which one am I missing? Can you repeat the question? Four musicals won Best Picture in, 19, in the 1960s. Oh. Uh, Oliver, West Side Story, and The Sound of Music. Which one am I missing? Singing in the Rain. Few sequels have been nominated for Best Picture, and only two of them have won. Godfather Part Two won in 1974. What franchise is the only other one to win a sequel with Best Picture? Batman. Well. Mm. Mm. Looks like we're going to be going to the tiebreaker, no. guys. Well, can we go over the answers? Yes, we will. Yes. The first one was, in fact, Dances with the Wolves. Steve, good job. You changed that last second, which yes. kept you in the tie here. Changed it off Did last Did you say Waterworlds? Last oh, Mohegans. Yeah. Um, the four musicals that won an Oscar in the 1960s for Best Picture were Sound of Music, Oliver, West Side Story, and the one I was looking for was My Fair Lady. Oh. My Fair Lady. And few sequels have been nominated for Best Picture. Only two of them have won. The Godfather Part Two won in 1974. And the franchise that is the only other one to win Best Picture for a sequel was Lord of the Rings Return of oh. the King. Return oh. of the King. Both, both you, you said Star Wars and Batman, both very good possibilities. Yeah. Very, very good possibilities. So, All right. T-Bone, uh, you're back in the game here, okay? We, this is a tiebreaker, so if you know the answer here, shout out your name, okay? You got it. All right. This movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio was directed by Martin Scorsese. Steve. Steve. The Departed. That is correct. Damn, yeah. Yeah. Wall Street. <laughs> or, or, yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. I think that was nominated. I don't know if that actually won. I believe it was nominated. But uh, yeah, so T, you got yourself a nice My Talk t shirt. Nice job, you guys. Sweet. Awesome. You know who you can thank for that, T Bone? Is Big Nasty. Big Nasty. Ew, David. <laughs> Right. Hey, uh, T-Bone, by the way, what's next on the, the docket for you after you hang up with us? What, are you calling into another radio station? Are you doing something today? Trying to win more prizes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. All right, well, have fun calling KS95 next. Good luck. All right. you, you, you got it. Bye. Bye. Oh, man. T-Bone. <sighs> You're not doing great. I never saw that. What's The Departed about? That's the one with Leonardo DiCaprio. Matt Damon. It's got uh, Jack Nicholson in it. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. It's, it's like a, Martin Sheen. Shoot him up. It's a gangster oh. movie. It takes place in Boston. And it was like the first time where you got like all, it was huge because of the A-list list of actors that were yes. all in it. And it, it did very well. Alec Baldwin's in it. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty good flick if you get a chance. I'll Might bring it back it home. on the list. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting we are the home of the grammar police here, so we always want to set you up for success. And we don't mind calling you out when you're wrong. These are six common phrases that many people say incorrectly, okay. so we can all get educated together. Okay. I appreciate this. Thank you. I'm going to add some to it, too. Oh, nice, Donna. Thanks. Uh, it is pronounced... Espresso, in case you didn't know. Many people say espresso. Huh. Uh, people do still get this wrong, even though espresso is <laughs> Grant, known. Did, Grant, do you Grant. say espresso? No, I was thinking more of the people would mix it up with espresso for some reason, not express. I would never, no. But yeah. I just was mixing it up. My, my, yeah. 
Um, how about this one? <laughs> for all intensive purposes. Mm-mm. It is for all intents and, and purposes. Okay. Okay, Grant. Well, let's just go to Grant on all of these, yeah. Donna. Yeah. Grant, did you know that it's for all intents and purposes? I did it's not. It's okay if you didn't. No, I'm going to be honest with you because you guys know this is where I need help. So this is my therapy right here. No, I did not know that. <laughs> oh. I did not know that. Yeah, so a lot of people think it's for all intensive purposes. For all intents or intentions and purposes. Uh, how about this? Some people will say, boy, my life took a total 360. That's wrong. You mean 180. Yes. If you turn around 360 You're degrees, back where you started, right? Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. And I took a total 360. No, I don't have that problem. That uh, one this I... is, this is uh, spelling. This is a spell check. Okay. In the phrase, getting off scot-free, uh-huh. the word scot only has one T. It's an old English word for tax. Uh-huh. So if you use two Ts, it's like saying you didn't have to hang out with anyone named Scott, <laughs> which we would advise anyway. How about pique my interest? P-I-Q-U-E. Correct. Oh, that's one I did not know either. Which mm. means to to agitate or titillate. Hmm. It is. I'm. I'm asking. Peak. Oh, you wanted a definition. Peak, as opposed to P E A K, which is like the top. Simulate is a better mm-hmm. word for that. Yes. A lot of people say butt naked, which is okay. It's fine. We've just accepted it. It's buck naked. Okay. No one knows where that came from. How about he's a shoe in for the job? He's a shoe in. Um, shoe wh- is spelled. Oh, oh, is it not S H O E? Like no. he's got his shoe, really? his foot in the door. It's shoe, as in S H O O. Oh, what does it mean, Donna? It comes from people shoeing racehorses so that they'd run faster. Shoe, shoe, go on, no. shoe. Scram, will you? Peace of mind. Let's make sure we spell that correctly. P-E-A-C-E. Right. You can give someone a piece of your mind, mm-hmm. or you can give help give someone peace. Oh, I've, I've, I'm sure I've made that mistake. <laughs> um, how about, you know, no one knows how to, six, six of one. Half a dozen the other. Now, a lot of people, you know, will say 61, Baker's dozen to another. You know, they screw them all up. Baker's mm-hmm. dozen is 13. Mm-hmm. Six to one, half a dozen to another. They mean the same thing. They're both six. A Baker's dozen is 13 because the baker eats one. Mm. Let's go back to butts. The phrase nip it in the butt. That okay. is incorrect. Oh, it's bud? It is nip it in the bud. Oh. As in a weed that you should cut before it grows anymore. Nip it. You gotta nip it in the bud. Okay. Nip. Nip, nip it. Bated breath. Uh, I'm waiting with bated breath. Mm-hmm. How do you Wait, spell what is it? that? B a i t sounds incorrect. I think mealworms. When I say bait, b a t e d. Mm-hmm. And huh. that means I'm waiting with bated breath, which means held breath. Bait to bait a bait would to hold back. Mm. Mm. You need to mm-hmm. confirm or deny what I'm saying. Um, to lessen in severity or amount. So if you have bated breath, it means you're holding your breath. Yes. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to say? No. <laughs> okay. How about you? I would like to say it's chalk, chalk it up, not chalk it up. Wait. 
Chalk. Nobody See, says chalk. chalk. You can't say like, hey, are you, can you go to the chalk board? No, you say, I know. Chalk. It's, no, it's chalk. It's chalk. Chalk it up. Chalk it up. Not C-H-O-C-K. It's like. No one thinks it's C-H-O-C-K. I That's think not they even do. a word. That's not even a chalk word. Chalk it up. Chalk full of vegetables. That's a word. C-H-O-C-K? It's a word. No. It's a word. Is it really? Yes. What does it mean? Steve, it's like a chock full of vegetables. But you can't just keep saying that. What does the word chock mean? I have Are you a, sure it's a word? Oh. A wedge or a block placed against a wheel or rounded object to prevent it from moving. So like those little wheel blocks, they call it a chock. Chock block. Mm. Uh, chock. Chock block. When, when it comes to explaining Ball. why something Ball. happened, you want to go with chalk. <laughs> and I'm only saying it that way for the purpose of spelling. Sure. Also, fun tip, if ever you're talking about the white stuff that you can put, like, to cover holes, always call. Really just over, lean into the Yes. Call. Yes. <laughs> right? Otherwise, you're I a hardware store asking where you... Yeah, call. My bathtub. Does anyone have any call that I can use for <laughs> hardware purposes? Um, how about uh, this? When we come back, yes. it is day two of the Ooh. gripping three-day series of Steve's Newbie Disney Tips. If you are planning a Disney trip anytime soon, I just got back from Disney. I am no expert, but I learned a few things along the way. We're going to talk about Rope Drop, what it is, and why it's really important to your next Disney trip, and why you shouldn't use a Disney shuttle. We'll get into that when we come back. It is Donna and Steve on My Talk. All right. We're back. Donna and Steve on my talk 1071 everything entertainment. Uh, Steve, do you want a uh, a little time for a tip? Yeah, not the full thing. All right, here it comes. Time for a tip. There you go. Thank you. Mm. By the way, this song I believe I think made famous on the ride um, Splash Mountain. No way. Which a lot of people has one of the longest waits that we saw during our time at Disney every day. You said Space um, Mountain? Splash Mountain. Splash so there's, Mountain. At Magic Kingdom, there's Splash Mountain, Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain. Oh. Splash Mountain routinely had the longest wait at any of the parks. And it's because they're about to re-theme it to a Princess and the Frog oh. update. And so longtime nostalgic Disney fans want to go on that ride one more time the way that they remember it. Can I ask a question? Uh, sure. Do they still have that? There was some kind of like, uh, there was a mountain, mm-hmm. and it was a cold mountain, okay. and it was based on uh, winter. The Matterhorn no. is in Disneyland. Expedition Everest. That's it. That's the one. Is Mount in Everest. Animal Kingdom. Okay, that's a and good that's one. one where the track famously stops midway through. Yes, yes, and then you yes. go backwards. Yes, that is at Animal Kingdom. They do still have it. Very fun. That's a really good ride. Yeah. Um, so we just got back from a uh, from a week long trip to Florida where we did three park days. The first day we did at the Magic Kingdom. I thought we should introduce the kids to the Magic Kingdom. They need to turn around, turn the corner on Main Street, see the castle, and experience it that way. And then the final two days, we did a park hopper pass where we could bounce back and forth. Uh, one thing about the park hopper pass right now is they did reintroduce it this year after putting it on hold in 2020. You cannot park hop until 2 p.m. each day. So you can't just 
at 11 o'clock say, oh, we're done here in the Magic Kingdom. Let's go to Hollywood Studios. First, you have to get a park reservation at a park. You have to get your tickets and reserve what park you are starting at. And your earliest chance as of now to park hop is at 2 p.m. Um, Hollywood Studios, did that used to be called something else? That used to be called MGM Studios. Yes, okay. And that was, they had an original deal with MGM. And then when that deal expired, they just made it more broadly Hollywood Studios. Gotcha, okay. Um, so here, a couple of tips. And again, I am a total novice with this. I have one Disney trip under my belt, but here are some things I learned as a newbie with traveling with kids, especially rope drop. If you don't know the term rope drop, we learned it. Here's what it means. And here's why you need to do it. Rope drop is when the park opens before their posted time. So for instance, the magic kingdom right now, the majority of their hours are from 8 a, excuse me, from uh, yes, from 8 AM until 9 PM, which means you can usually enter the park somewhere between 7 a.m. and 7.15. And not only can you enter the park, but there are rides in at least a couple of rides in each land, Adventureland, Frontierland, Tomorrowland, Fantasyland, that are open and very popular rides. So you can go and get in line for rides that otherwise would have a really long wait at most times of the day. And many times you can just walk right onto it. Pirates of the Caribbean, Splash Mountain, Space Mountain, things like that. You can get in line. Seven Dwarves Mine Train is a very popular ride right now at the Magic Kingdom. I don't think it's worth the wait. Oh, okay. But um, but anyway, it's got a long line. So you can get in line for these. So the point is, if you're going to Disney anytime this year, and I would say anytime, set your alarm early get up and get to the parks before they open. Find out what their their open time is and get there about an hour early and within the next 15 minutes you will be allowed into the park and it will be at its least populated time that it will be the entire day until about the final 30 minutes that the park is open. Another thing that I learned is you can, if the park closes at 9 p.m. and let's say Splash Mountain has been a really long wait all day, you can save that ride until your very last ride of the day. And if it closes at 9 p.m., you can get in line at 8.59 p.m. I would suggest 8.55, but you can get in line right before the park closes. And then they don't, they never close Disney. They close it to the public, but everything just keeps going. And they will allow you, as long as you are in line before the park closes, you can stay in that line and get that one final ride in. So, I would say rope drop, get there early, get there when the park uh, before the park opens and have free run of the joint and stay wherever you're going to stay. If you stay until the end, if you decide to go hard or maybe you take a break, a nap break in the middle of the day, come back in that final hour, you get some really good wait times. Okay. Now, I would also say this, especially for rope drop purposes, in many situations, it is not the most advantageous to use the Disney shuttle. So Disney buses, even the Disney Skyliner, which are these gondolas that are um, that connect Hollywood Studios to Epcot and different hotels are on this gondola stretch. So of course they have the monorail, which has been around since 1971 when mm -hmm. Disney World opened. Yes. Now they have these gondolas that connect Hollywood Studios to Epcot and other hotels along that path. But the gondolas and Disney buses and ferries for that matter, don't generally start operating until about 45 minutes or 30 minutes before the park opens, as I understand it, which means if you're trying to get to the park for rope drop, get there early, get some rides in, and you're relying on Disney shuttle, 
you're probably going to miss some of that rope drop window just because of the nature of when they start. Not to mention, they have limited capacity, especially during social distancing, so they can't put as many people on their shuttles right now. I would say get an Uber, get a Lyft. We did Uber and Lyft, Uber, we did it everywhere. And you automatically, you know when your ride's going to get there. You can schedule your ride the night before on Uber so that you just have an Uber waiting at your hotel to pick mm, you up at 7 o'clock, idea. get you yep. there at 7.15. Um, I would say Uber, unless you don't care about rope dropping, if you're okay getting there 20 minutes before the park officially opens, then the Disney shuttle will probably be good. But if you are have been planning on this for a long time and really want to get as much as you can out of each Disney day, consider rideshare and they're really slick because the rideshare at the magic kingdom donna takes you everybody else is waiting for the parking lot if you're parking there if you rented a car and you're just going to park there and not doing the disney shuttle you will be passed by everybody on uber uber takes you around the line of cars waiting for the parking lot to open they drop you off as a taxi at the ticketing and transportation center so then you are one of the first in line to go to the temperature check screening and then on the monorail to the magic kingdom you beat the line in many situations when you use Uber at Disney. Okay. Great tip, Steve. There you go. Wow. Wow. That was fun. It was fun to say I'm it. going to Disney World. <laughs> oh, good. Hey, funny. when we come back, uh, the Oscars are coming this Sunday. We've got a list of who should win, but who will win. We'll go down that list coming up next on My Talk 1071.